0: For the purification rites acquired by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too.
1: He's yeah. to get a- Uh, It's always nice to get a a face with a a name. So you've seen Simeon now. When we get to heaven, we'll be able to give him a hug because we'll recognize him. Yeah. Happy New Year. (laughs) One more day, huh? Our attendance has increased 50%. My family is here today. So I think they're numbering about 75, somewhere in there now. And isn't it interesting that when I preach, Pastor Josh is in the nursery. (laughs) Yeah. So he's got my granddaughter, who was born July 3rd. And we call her Penny, because Mom and Dad called her Penny. Uh, after uh, Penny Marguerite, which is uh, after both grandmas. But she's out there, Pastor Josh is with my, I I can't believe it. So here I am. (laughs) My kids are MKs or missionary kids. And we've taught them over the years that you can, listen with your eyes open and still sleep. So if you look over and they, and their eyes are open, it doesn't mean that they're, they're watching or listening to me. They could be sleeping. So take a lesson from that. They'll, they'll tell you how they can still sleep with their eyes open. <clears throat> Did you know that almonds are actually stone fruits and are related to cherries, plums, apricots, and peaches? Some of you do, yeah. Did you know that it takes 1,000 pounds of almonds to make one pint of almond oil? It Sort of sounds like maple syrup. And did you know that California is the only state that produces almonds? Not Alaska. Did you know that almonds are the most nutrient-dense tree nut? (laughs) And I know for sure these things are true because I got them all from a cereal box that most of you have in your pantry at home, I'm sure. Weeks ago, in preparation for this sermon, I asked several people one question. Do you know who Simeon is in the Bible? I'm only going to share some of the answers but yeah that was great. The answers that I received were anything from yeah the strong man who killed the Philistines then killed a lion and then went on a date with Delilah was was one and then all the way to yeah one of Jesus's apostles. I none of them got it and I'm not critical of that uh, criticizing it's just a struggle to know who Simeon is. Hopefully, by the time we're done with our message today, that you'll know who Simeon is and what kind of a heart he has. I did real good in the first service, so good that all of the worship team left. I mean, they're all gone except for um, oh, Chris. Yeah, yeah, B song. That's thanks, guys. <laughs> The $100 I'm giving you is worth it, isn't it? (laughs) So, who is Simeon? He was part of the Jewish remnant who was eagerly waiting or looking for the Messiah. Tradition declares him a prophet. Bible scholars tell us that he could have been a rebellious Sanhedrin. And if you're going to be rebellious, Sanhedrins are the best best folks to associate with. And possibly a priest in a temple. Maybe even that one, but in a temple. And he's only spoken of once in the Bible, and that's in Luke chapter 2. But the gospel of Luke, specifically chapter 2, wasn't written about Simeon or even Anna, that we'll hear about probably next Sunday or so. It was written to the Gentile, Gentile believers, about our consoling Savior, the Lord Jesus. And that's what we want, that's the theme we want to speak of today, is our consoling Savior, or the consolation of Israel. That's our theme. <clears throat> And to help with that, uh, with that this morning, to help you figure out where we're going uh, about the consolation of Israel, it is the coming of Jesus, which was it there 2,000 years ago, the Messiah, the Messianic hope, which Old Testament Jewish readers were waiting and longing for. So those who were reading the Old Testament... Uh, pages and scriptures were waiting then for the Lord Jesus to come and was even said in bethlehem the messiah's appearing will bring about a time of national consolation or comfort or encouragement joy and a fulfillment of anticipation so there were many people we don't even we don't read about a lot of them in the in the new testament that were Going, uh, that were anticipating the birth of Jesus and the consoling uh, that he brings, especially to the Lord Jesus or uh, to the nation. Simeon, the consolation wasn't so much as an advent to him, but a person. And when the time came for their purification, Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through 25, according to the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, remember that, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. So they were obeying the Old Testament, rightly so. They brought a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. We we read in the Bible, especially in this portion, that Simeon was a stellar person. And Anna was, too, who comes later in the passage. He was a righteous and devout man. While the Bible tells us that Anna was 84, and it does actually state that, it doesn't mention Simeon's age at all. Just because Simeon said, now I can die, doesn't necessarily mean he had one foot in the grave at the time. But we, we, we usually think of Simeon being old, and that's why Pastor Josh got an old preacher today, so that there's a... There's a relationship there while he's in the nursery with my granddaughter. <laughs> so he said as he was holding him, I, I've been with the Savior, I've been with the Messiah, now I can go, which c- could have easily been thought over, interpreted, now I can leave the temple. Warren Wiersbe tells us that Simeon had prepared himself for this moment all his life. Now that it has happened, he could move on. And at that time, in fact, all of the years that he waited for the Messiah to come, he was comforted by this baby Jesus. He knew the Lord. His heart was overwhelmed With gratitude. It was the Holy Spirit that was leading him into into the temple, which, when we read here, is before the cross and the empty tomb. You with me? So it was still under an Old Testament theology. So the Holy Spirit would come upon certain peoples of the Old Testament, such as Samson, who killed the lion had a date with Delilah, David, and a bunch of other Old Testament saints, and then he he would release himself from them. So he would come upon them. In fact, the Hebrew word many times of the Holy Spirit coming upon and empowering someone was the word hovering. So it would just hover. But today, today, if you know the Lord Jesus and you're redeemed, where is the Holy Spirit? inside of us that's for sure that's wonderful so we can be led here we can think this because of the holy spirit inside of us now who empowers us a lot of people say or people that i've talked to say boy i wish we lived in the old testament where the holy spirit just came out and gave me power you know well the holy spirit's with us all the time now that's that's a work of grace and kindness Well, Penny and I and Jason were in, uh, in Bedford, Ohio. We, uh, we were uh, uh, ministering as the youth pastor in the church we were at, gearing up and strategizing for our move to South Africa. So in the five years we were there, we discipled our young people, our youth, to go to nursing homes. So we took them once a month to a nursing home and we spent an hour and a half or so with the folks there. They would go down into their rooms and wheel them up or walk them up into the conference room where we would, we would preach to them and share testimonies and sing hymns and all of that. What a great discipleship time that was. And this particular moment that I'm thinking over time, I was preaching and when we finished with our, with the message, I walked down to a man that was sitting up front and didn't seem like he, his face wasn't really, boy, keep it up, Pastor John. You're doing a great job. It was the opposite. So I go and I talk and introduce myself to him. His name is Harry. And this is what Harry said to me in our conversation. I've been a farmer all my life. Nothing came easy. And, uh, and, uh, and I remember him. And a young guy like you is not going to tell me that all I have to do is believe in what Jesus did for me and I'll have eternal life. Harry eventually passed away. And because I haven't been with him, wasn't with him, I, I wonder where he is now. You ever do that? Wonder where people are after they pass. He refused at that moment to accept the consoling Savior. And you? Where are you right now in your heart? Where are you in regards to the Lord Jesus, this consoling Savior? Where are you going to spend eternity Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 through 25. I'm sure you know it well. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good, and those who wait for him... to the soul who seeks him. Is that a commentary of your life, by the way? Do you fall into this passage? Is he a comfort? Do you know of his steadfast love? Do you know of his faithfulness? Is he your portion? And are you waiting for his return? You know, Brandon uh, and worship team, uh, I've got to stop and interject this. You, it's incredible. Your worship songs, how you lead us from that moment, and that season of time right into where we are now, worshiping from Scripture. Holy, holy, holy is His name. Do you know what you're singing? Does it affect you at all? If I was to ask you this morning, what what do you think is the greatest attribute of God? As long as it's an attribute, really, there's no wrong answer. But mine is holy. Because it seems to cover everything like an umbrella that he does. His holiness, his holiness, that we will experience 100% when we get to heaven covers everything. Amen? His holiness. If you don't know the Lord Jesus this morning, if you don't know this consoling Savior, you know nothing of his holiness, of his steadfastness, steadfastness, of his faithfulness. You know nothing of Simeon's patience and longings for this Savior he now holds in in his arms. Consolation from our Savior comforts us in every season of our life. Secondly, consolation changes our longings into realities. The consolation we're talking about, which is the consolation of Israel 2,000 years ago, gives us consolation, enjoyment, fulfillment, comfort, Today, because he's the same savior that Simeon was holding who died on the cross, who rose again he's the same one that we can console in or consoles us today verse 26 through 32 and it had been revealed to him Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's christ the emmanuel the coming one the messiah and he came in the spirit he was led by the spirit into the temple simeon was and when the parents brought in the child jesus mary and joseph to do for him according (coughs) to the custom of the law he took him up in his arms (laughs) and blessed and, and, and said lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation and you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel just because I was a former missionary doesn't mean I can pick out missionary passages or turn every passage into missions but, but let me read this again a light Revelation to the who? Gentiles. If you're not Jewish today, you're a Gentile. Hopefully you're a Messianic Gentile. Hopefully you're a Messianic Jew. But if you're not Jewish, you're the rest of the world. Whoever you are. (coughs) And for the glory of Israel. Revelation chapter 5 and Revelation chapter 7 tell us about all of the nations. For what will they be doing at that time? Bowing down to the Messiah sitting on the throne of David. And every tongue, every nation will be giving him glory. The consoling Savior. All nations of the world And Simeon talks about it in Luke chapter 2. If we go back to verse 25 again, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Waiting for could be rendered as ready to receive to oneself. As he was holding baby Jesus, all of his longings and waitings came to that very, very moment And he was ready to receive to oneself finally this Jesus. The term expresses an eagerness to welcome. Simeon was ready to see or encounter the Savior of the world with active anticipation. He wasn't waiting at home. He was in the temple as the Spirit led him. Along with Anna... Zacharias and Elizabeth the parents of John the Baptist God was preparing Simeon for this moment all of his life how we don't know but he was finally led to the temple as Simeon gazed into the brand new eyes of the ancient of days he was holding in his arms For Simeon, it went from being God with us to God with me. There's nothing wrong with saying and defining Jesus and Christ and the Messiah, God with us, especially during this time of the season of the year. But can you say God with me? Do you know him as your personal savior? Can you say that righteously? God with me. What is your comfort and encouragement wrapped up in? Christmas gifts? Money? Power? If my comfort and encouragement wrapped up in Christmas gifts it could easily be socks. My drawer is overflowing with socks this year. And this God's child said, amen. Keep it coming. What's your vision for 2024? Do you have one? Is Christ part of that longing, that vision? Only in Christ can our longings turn into realities. Nothing wrong with planning, we'll talk about it in a second here, or projecting, or having a strategy, we should be doing that. The Holy Spirit can take that and mix that around and do whatever he wants with it, but Lord, here we are, we're ready to serve you this way in 2024. Number three, the final point in my outline, that doesn't mean a whole lot anyway, I mean, I, I. stay up here and keep preaching, and you're going to sit there. But it is point number three on my outline. Consolation creates a heart of acceptance instead of resistance. It creates a heart of acceptance, Simeon, instead of a heart of resistance. 33 through 35, And his father and mother, Mary and Joseph, marveled at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother <laughs> and could have, Joseph was standing there behold this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed a sword will pierce through your own soil, soul also he speaks to Joseph and Mary so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed Boy, little Jesus had a lot of ministry ahead of him, didn't he? And mom and dad also. The great prophet Isaiah, some thousands of years, or years, 700 years before, said this in nine, his chapter 9, verse 7. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and evermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The zeal of the Lord is right there in incarnate God, in the incarnate Almighty, Jesus in the arms of Simeon, looking eyeball to eyeball. Wow, what an experience. What areas of life were you resisting God in in 2023? Are you resisting God's will in your marriage? Should it be different because Christ is the sinner? Are you resisting him because you're single, some of you older folks? Lord, you're, you're so mean. You're keeping me single all these lives. What's going on here? Ooh, watch it. Are you resisting him? Were you resisting him in finances? Were you resisting him in church? Oh, John, how silly. I'm sitting here listening to you. How how could I be resisting him in church? (laughs) I wasn't born yesterday. And neither were you. We can resist the Lord in that area also. What sin do you and I need to get rid of? Surrender, confess, make right with God so that we're right with God in 2024. At the end of the service, we're going to have communion. What a a tremendous time to worship Him and bring your heart and soul before Him. And make 2024 truly the year of the Lord. As Mary and Joseph accepted the words from Simeon, however, not totally understanding them, they moved on with confidence and, that they were walking in the will of God. Are you? You know, I, I've got to stop and say this too now. <clears throat> uh, Simeon blessed them and blessed God if you remember me reading it he blessed God how in the world do you bless God I mean he's the one that does all the blessing not us the word blessing means to make happy I don't know where your heart is but I know where your body is your body is here you are in God's will by being here Oh boy, that's quite a statement, John. Well, that's biblical. You are you are here and you're making God smile. If we could put God's face on our on our screen behind, he'd be smiling. Can you can you continue to do that, making God smile through 2024? By getting rid of the sin that so easily besets us? I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, 2023, and straining forward to what lies ahead, 2024, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So as we see the runway coming down on the runway now, that's what we want to look at, 2024. What can we glean from Simeon? There are several people, I'm sure, in our congregation who are being challenged right now with the will of God as they encounter 2024. In regard to occupation, financial obligations, many are looking toward colleges, they're senior in high school and they're not sure if they're to go on in, in a college career or, or if I am where am I going? Or who am I going to marry? May I suggest that if you're resisting God's will that you stop resisting his will. Turn to him with a surrendered heart and follow his leading. Consolation from our Savior creates a heart of acceptance instead of resistance. Simeon departed the temple that day after meeting his Messiah, his Savior, his consolation. Encouraged, comforted, joyful, and courageous. (laughs) How about you? If you don't know the Lord Jesus, as Savior, oh please, we, we spiritually beg you today, don't leave the building without contacting somebody. Myself, the elders, the pastors, those who are up here on the platform today, anyone. I'm not sure that heaven is my home. I'm not sure my sin penalty is forgiven. I need Jesus Christ as my savior. Don't walk out of the building without doing that with someone. The ministry we just came from, five and a half years in Cleveland, Ohio, I was an associate pastor I was walking on a Sunday morning, early before the services. I'm walking down the long hallway. I get to the door, almost ready to go out, and I hear down the hallway, Pastor John, please come back. I turn around, and one of the deacons introduced me to Paul. Paul is huge. You don't want to see Paul in a dark alley at night. He was huge. He was already crying. Never saw the man in my life. He never entered those doors before. I said, Paul, you want to talk? He couldn't even answer me. So I invited him into my office. In the next half hour, Paul wept and cried. This huge man. He just started confessing sin. You know, sin that, hey, hey, I'm, I'm standing here. You don't have to confess that in front of me. It just went on and on. He's not looking at me. He's, by, he's in the chair looking down, crying like mad. I go over, I get, stand up, I go over, and I pat him on the back. He's sweating like mad through his shirt. And right there, I was able to lead him to the Lord. Isn't it neat to be in the labor room when God gives birth to somebody? Amen. Oh my goodness! Paul and I walked out into the into the sanctuary and sat down. The pastor was preaching, and it was as if as if God knew what He was doing. As if the the whole rest of the message was for Paul. It just funneled right down to him. Are Are you there? Do you know the Lord Jesus like Paul knows him? And I hope Harry's in heaven. Happy New Year. Hopefully, our Redeemer will return for us in 2024. Are you ready? Let's pray. Dear Consoling Father, <clears throat> we bow before you, acknowledging that we are, some of us are not where we should be, and yet you love us, you take care of us, you've, uh, you've uh, saved us, you've done everything graciously for us. And so we, we bow down and thank you. Holy, holy, holy is your name. Use us, we pray. Thank you for this time of communion where we can talk to you and be in total unity with each other. Looking forward to the return of the consoling Savior in 2024. In his name we pray. Amen.